0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: good evening ladies and gentlemen not just a big welcome back to the fall hour but welcome back to darts it is back after the christmas break we know you all missed it we saw it all over social media everywhere uh, myself jack i joined by the one named mr dan simpson dan how are we doing buddy
2: very, very well indeed, and pleased in a way that we haven't got much to talk about tonight. Nice and quick one, no major headlines, no major stories, um, pretty pretty standard night in the world of dark news, I think, aren't
1: we? Yeah, nothing happened at all today on the Return to that, of course. How is everybody in the chat room? Good to have you all back with us. Uh, plenty of conversation going on already. Jesus is in, as is Bob, Sam. Someone called Dan Simpson. I wonder who that is. Uh, Kieran's in. Harry, Craig, HJV. All your regulars are back in chatting away. Tommy, Daniel, uh, Adam is in as well. Bob's in. Good seal and Jack as well. Um, yeah, darts is back, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a few more days in a row now as we move into the last 32. Um, changing format. Best of seven sets now. Quick reminder of that for when we're doing predictions later on. Um First of all, though, Dan, let's just reminisce about the fact you and I actually met in person very, very recently and went to the darts together. Yeah. That was a great <laughs> afternoon, wasn't it? It
2: was super, and it is what is quite odd is is over the last couple of years, you I think were probably the 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 last remaining member of the, of the hardcore of the team that I you know I've, I've managed to share a sort a few. Uh, Certainly a few nights out with Boise, with Jar, with Phil, Cam and I get together quite a bit, but you and I have never managed to be in the same place at the same time, so it was really, really good, we had a crocking day, we think we picked a good day to get to the darts as well, Um, it was a thoroughly good and entertaining trip, it It was smashing.
1: Was a decent little session as well, when it, which definitely helped. Obviously, your son's first trip to the darts as well. Like the look on his face when we first went into that arena was absolutely priceless, mate. He loved it. But I think being called Mister Day was one of the weirder parts. Yeah, of it. I was telling,
2: I was telling my wife about it. So it's dead funny. I said because but I said, it's, you know, it's a good thing. It's a sign that I'm bringing that the kids are getting brought up correctly. Like because he knows he's talking to an adult, but yeah. like it's gobby, it's gobby. So <laughs> you can not quite know what to do with that in terms of so. Me, he, he, he spent the whole day and this world with Mr God which I think was very 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 level very suited
1: yeah, I mean, I get called many, many things. 99.9% of them are nowhere near that polite. So, yeah, it was a fantastic <laughs> afternoon. I uh, got to catch up with some few people as well. Uh, and as you said, took your, your lad along to the very first. And we got to experience rugby services, which are world class, by the way. Well, elite services.
2: Rugby elite services are, are elite in the service. And certainly if you drive an electric car, they are right up there at the, at the top of the pecking order.
1: They are indeed. Right, that's enough chatting about our day. Now, uh, I suppose, mate, we're going to have to get on to chatting about what happened throughout the day because there are six matches for us to talk through. Thankfully, not eight, or we might be here a little while. Uh, but we start uh, with the pretty comfortable passage uh, into the last 16 for the Belgian number one, Dimitri van der a 4-1 victory over Christophe Um, Pretty solid all-round performance from D- Dimitri. Just seemed to have... Christoph Retiisky in, in all of the key moments in this battle.
2: Yeah, I think you've used the right phrase then, like key moments. You know, we, you know, other darts folk would say the right things at the right time. Um, in, in terms of the level of which...
1: nationality for that one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of the level in which they played, um, like you know, very similar. You know, one different in in the in the one eighty and less than one point in the average difference you know statistically these through are very very similar level. you know just going through the statistics in terms of how level the level how close the level they were at were you know Jimmy through 14 140s through 13 um ton plus throws 34 for Dimmy, 35 for Retayski um, i suppose the the biggest difference which is which is what's got the job done in the end um is is 52% on your doubles for for Dimi against thirty six percent against Ratajski, it is just doing the right things in the right moments. Now in terms of legs, uh, Dimi had almost double the legs twelve legs to seven in the end the way that the game went. But it is just right things at the right time, and you know that scoreline looks. I think the scoreline is very flattering because it wasn't it wasn't a four one drumming in terms of the level at which they were playing darts and um, dimmy just did execute those checkouts in a in a very professional and, and calm way he looks very measured as well i thought he looked more comfortable than i've seen him probably certainly in six months um just in the way he was approaching the hockey the way his throw was going um re, yeah very, very comfortable we will we, we'll see i mean we'll talk about his next match later on potentially we won't, we won't throw out any spoilers for those that don't know what's happened this evening
1: No, we won't. Uh, Look, double percentage is is the key takeaway there, isn't it? It's it's 52% from Dimitri, who, as you said, looks so much more calm up on the hockey. There was a couple of moments where perhaps you felt a bit like, just get on with it. The end of the very, very first set got very, very tense up on stage. Both players missing darts, left, right and centre. The big reset from Dimitri that seemed to frustrate Ratajski a little bit. But I guess the difference is that the comfortable that I'm seeing from Dimitri right now, I think I can put to the fact that he's gone back to a set of darts that resemble yeah. those that he won titles if There are subtle changes to it, to get around copyright rules and all of that sort of thing, but they're as close as you are physically allowed for him to get to throw in a unicorn dart while being manufactured by Target. Um, and the second thing is, he just has extra gears. Ratajski is just very, very steady on TV, but he doesn't really seem to have that that shift of gear that change of pace where he can take the game away from you for a few minutes dimitri's done that dropped off at times but because he was so comfortable and in the legs where he has switched off it's reflected badly on his average but other than that he's just had Ritowski exactly where he wanted him all day hasn't he
2: yeah and it's and you know i'm i've never been a big fan i, I quite like he as a as a bloke if you like but i've never been a particular fan of, of watching his games I, it, it, it doesn't excite. It's very. It, it's almost robotic. I think in his consistency level, he, he seems to turn up and start playing at a level. He will just continue that level throughout the day. And, it, and it'll. It, it, in terms of over the course of a, of a se- you know over the course of a season, that's great because he'll always be you know a high level performer. In terms of getting him through matches where he needs to inflict a bit of emotion into it, try and up his pace, try and fight in a battle almost. He doesn't seem to have that about this game. He's he very, very um, consistent, but but he can't quite get, get through those scrappy elements.
1: Yeah, the, the chat we i got this right for me, comparing it to James Wade. We said that an awful lot about Wade. If Wade comes out and averages 92 for the first set, Wade is going to stay at 92 for the entire... Oh. I feel like Ratajski's the same. If he comes out and averages 104, you're going to be very, very hard pushed to get him off that 104. But it was just—it just wasn't at that level today, was it? It's cost him.
2: No, absolutely not. And 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 Dimi again, you know, wasn't amazingly consistent. We we haven't seen the best of him to, yet in this tournament. But we've seen a better Dimmy in the last, you know, three, four, five weeks than we have seen for the three, four, five months before that. So I suppose there's only one way—one way to go from here
1: there is to hear from Dimitri van der Berg I've got twice a quarterfinal here at the World Championship so you do know that you can go deep in tournaments like this but um, yeah I take it step by step I've always done it, now the good thing is I know from the past of my games that I can win tournaments where best of the best are competing and you know what this feeling is what I've got to work on that's what I've got to believe in but yeah uh, I've got another day um, on the practice board and I will use that very wisely yes i did just cut myself off before i introduced that video even in Preston, good to see you buddy nice to have you in it's completely fine that you forgot don't don't worry about us we're still here we're still cracking on uh but if you hit subscribe then you'll get notified that we're we're about to go live and then there's no excuse to forget is there which is a subtle hint to everybody else watching as well. Uh, on to match number two, and a very, very strong argument for this to be the game of the day. If we were to give that award out, uh, a superb battle between Nathan Asperger and Josh Rock uh, with the up-and-coming Joshua Rock, the World Youth Champion, getting the better of Nathan Asperger in a final set, seven sets, going all the way in this one. Uh, tell us your thoughts, Dan.
2: I mean, being honest, didn't, didn't go the way I thought it would. And, and and that was the case right up to the final <laughs> set. If, if, if being completely honest, I, I called this game completely wrong um, because I thought it was going to be a battle, and I, and, and it was. And and I, and I you know I think we've seen so many times that the way to get past Nathan Aspinall is not in a battle. <laughs> like you have to dominate him and beat him and outplay. Him. And, and yes, there was a, a case that Josh Rock has the game to do that, but he didn't today. This was a massive battle that scrapped both ways. There was there was unforced errors, let's say. There was forced errors um, in, in terms of the, the way the pressure was going. There was a few times I was sort of texting around in the WhatsApp group and I, and I thought that the pressure was getting to Nathan. Um, his finishing was nowhere near what he would expect in those moments, in those tight-battling pressure moments when the crowd are involved, that's often when we see the best finishing from Nathan Aspinall. That didn't quite happen today, that element of his game. And, and I think the difference was the, the best part of, of Nathan Aspinall, what makes him absolute box office, what, what, what makes him good in the Premier League and what's got him all of the titles and, and, and plaudits that he has was the one thing that was missing today. Um, And it was the one thing that really shone through in Josh Rock's game. And I I appreciate I've spent the last couple of minutes talking pretty much exclusively about Nathan Aspinall and not about the fact that Josh Rock has just beaten the number nine in the world at the world championships. And that's a huge achievement. Even though he was a favorite going into the match, a favorite by every bookie, um, you know, the, the bookies' odds for the tournament odds going into this game, Josh Rock was at 12, so it was 12 to 1. Nathan Aspinall was 33 to 1 going into this game, which is bonkers. Um, bonkers. But. Well, clearly not,
1: that because we have a result that, that goes well, in that yeah. favour. Oh, and the look, bookies have covered themselves very well there. Boy, no, no, Josh Rock's odds have just shortened significantly as well. Um, look, I don't disagree with how you've analysed that match, though. We say we've just spoken an awful lot about Nathan Aspinall. Josh Rock was fantastic, but Josh Rock has picked up. You mentioned errors. And and for me, this was on the errors of Nathan Aspinall. So hmm. many chances. He's had 52 darts at a double compared to Josh Rock's 33. Actually won more legs in this match and still managed to find a way to lose it as well. The only thing that Aspinall was really missing was a ton plus check out of this. Other than that, he, he's dominated the stats outside of the, the double in. Percentage as well, it just feels like top form Nathan Aspinall or, or Nathan Aspinall. That Josh Rock has done to Nathan Aspinall what I feel like Nathan Aspinall has done to a lot of people for the last six months.
2: Yeah, I want and That's that's the thing, that's the bit that was missing. I think we mentioned in the first game, and I said, you know, it, it most common use phrase, right things at the right time. Today, Nathan Aspinall did the wrong things at the wrong time. And he did, and because he was playing a Josh Rock, was completely over. He didn't get away with anything. Against a lot of the field at this stage in the tournament, Nathan Aspel would have got away with most. You know, would have got away with that today, and would have got through that game four three four two. Um, against most of the other of of the other qualifiers that have come through that route. Um. But against Josh Rock, he didn't get away with it and he, and he did the wrong things at the wrong time and Rock was always in that position to, to capitalise and, and and did keep his head every, every now and again. I wondered whether, you know, can Josh Rock keep his composure in this situation that he hasn't been in before? Um, you know, we have seen people do some remarkable things on debut at the yeah, Um and, and this is starting to become a bit remarkable, isn't it?
1: Yeah, just a little bit indeed. There is one more question, and a, apologies, but again, it is about Nathan Aspinall. It, it is about the amount of re-grips we're seeing with the darts, just, just that base, that setting up before he gets the dart into his hand in the right place. The concern is that we see it more. It is far more noticeable, and it happens a lot more often when under pressure.
2: Yeah, and I, and I, I don't know whether it's got anything to do with the grip you know we call it a regrip because that's what he's yes. doing he's, he's 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 putting the guy and he's putting the that out of his throwing uh stance so to speak and then, and then and then have it resetting it I think it's a lot to do with the situation and the crowd and it's a bit unusual because he, he's a player that for such so much of his career has very much fed off the crowd you know we've seen Turn when the crowd's against him and try and get them up and conflict with the crowd and and, and really fight for it. But it, it does seem. And today was an interesting one for him because it was a different sort of pressure. I think it wasn't so much crowd pressure, but the pressure against who he was playing and 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 at what stage of the tournament. And and um, but but I think that did manifest a lot. In I don't I I don't think it's a physical thing. I don't think it's to do with no, I, the way I, he's getting I, all of the data.
1: Part of the reason why I phrased the question the way I did and, and the way that I think we're talking about it is because it arises so much when he's under pressure. It is known that, that I hate saying the word and I hate attributing it to people, but Adam's just mentioned it in, in the chat room as well. It is known that what Eric Bristow went through, what Bo Greaves went through previously, etc. is a fear of missing and when you're a player that feeds off the scraps the way that Nathan does that that absolutely loves a battle there are so many tense moments in there there are so many moments for you to to get into and and basically that's a, a battle of how long you can outlast your opponent in those tense moments if you keep going through what Nathan is doing in those tense moments and that's how you're making a career of it eventually they they're either not going to pay off or your mind is going to betray you and, and and that's a little bit where I am right now I've asked for this I want to see them regrips gone as soon as possible because the longer they exist in his game, the longer I think there's a fear that something might just go wrong.
2: Yeah, and, and, but I'm not sure. I, I suppose either side of that because <laughs> none of us really know, you know, what's what's going on his head. How he's you know where where he is at that stage? Um, and again, I don't even like to say the word because it's it's too it's overused and too talked about. But is is he? is he suffering worse than what we all think but managing it really well by through regripping and and because we don't see it in his throat you know it does it doesn't manifest in in his action um where we where we see that where we see that that those interruptions are with the regripping so so is it worse than we think that he's managing it incredibly well uh, potentially um time will tell us of course
1: it will indeed, right? Apologies that that was very, very Nathan national heavy considering he was beaten well, in the match. But old, we are, we're be. gonna speak an awful lot about Josh Rock for an yeah, awful lot of, lot of years that. ahead. That's the thing, yeah. He's talk about him again. Yeah, and, and the, the biggest comment we could play, Josh, in that moment is that for somebody who's never been in this position, that the, the, look, for the rest of this tournament, every single match that Josh Rock plays in is the biggest match of his career up until that point, even the World Youth Championship final. Right now, this trumps all of that. That part of the draw has just opened up a little bit, potentially. He's just taken out one of the very, very top seeds, one of the more informed players when you look at people who are above Nathan Aspel in the rankings. And in every single one of those key moments in the match, he never looked like he was flustered. He never looked like he was going to flap. And and that's the biggest compliment you can pay to, to somebody at Josh's age in his position is that he's just made of steel.
2: Yeah, I think it's um, it's very exciting. Isn't it? Like it, 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 it's I'm try, I'm desperately trying to not get too work done at this stage.
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's hear then from Josh Rock and see what he had to say this post watch press conference.
2: It was fantastic because we were chanting my name a lot. And to be fair, the first set they they were against Nathan, and I said the crowd is against you. That was my only words we spoke after the break, and he says I know but it was up to him to debate. And sadly, he didn't debate as I know he can because he's dealt the crowd, of course, a lot of times, but I was so proud they would chant my name because it just felt fantastic, them chanting my name. What an interesting, what an interesting
1: point. Maybe the crowd were just so drunk they didn't see the little emblem in the middle of the flag and thought it was an England cross. There isn't half a Because, uh, yeah, they're not too kind to anybody that uh, doesn't celebrate St. George's Day. Should we put it that way? (laughs) On to uh, the final game of the afternoon. Um, And this was a pretty, pretty comfortable win for Johnny Clayton. I say that every single set has has gone the distance here. But even still, even in that moment, in in five sets, you still just, just gave Johnny the edge at every moment, didn't you? Yeah, he was just he was, again, I,
2: I think a little bit like the first game that we talked about with, with, with Dimian Rotysky, he 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 played well in the moments where he needed to play but he he won all of all of the little contexts the the little micro contexts that take place in set player, Johnny Woman uh, and he held his nerve when he needed to and, and again you know he checked out when it was most important to do the legs like, Brendan picked up 11 legs in that, in that game. He picked up 11 legs and got one set, which is which is ordinarily it? like bizarre. It just, the maths almost doesn't make sense. But, but it was just that. It was just Johnny doing what he needed to do in the right moments. And, and, and whereas Dono was picking up those legs, he, what he wasn't doing is was putting Johnny under pressure and he wasn't taking the game to him at all. Um, and the, the scoreline looks like in reality what the game was, which was which was a very comfortable win. Um, Dolan did well on his own throw, um, but it, it wasn't a particularly competitive game, sad, sadly. But but the, Johnny did, did really well, and, and exciting things to come for the ferret. I think that the the next game that he's in for is is a you know a bit of a box office pick, isn't it? I think that um, we'll see a lot of video packages. We'll see lots of people getting very excited about his next match.
1: Well, I actually think now is a good time to talk about that one because we've said pretty much all there is to say on on this game. But Johnny, who hasn't perhaps had the results this year since the Premier League in, in the league format, hasn't gone and picked up a TV title like he has done for the last two years, whether that be ranked or non-ranked mm. or whatever else. There was a concern heading into mine head that he was in absolutely no form whatsoever. And he's still not quite producing the ton plus averages over and over again. There is still that mid to low 90s game that Johnny is just currently playing at. But with an awful lot on the line in this next game against Josh Rock, Johnny is borderline Premier League in that conversation right now. If Josh Mm -hmm. Rock goes and does a job on him and goes and beats whoever else is in their quarter his name becomes very, very hard to ignore for that Premier League because of the fact he's young and he's produced that and he's done that off the back of a World League Championship and the numbers are there to back it up, that Josh Rock is a professional ready to make that step up. In the past, when players have gone on a silly run like Jamie Lewis, his season, seasonal average and his stats and his scoring averages and everything else that can be tracked throughout the season weren't there to back it up. Josh is no, up, he's ready to me. make this jump. And if he keeps going deep, he's going to be very, very hard to ignore. Even even as a twenty year old, that you want to protect and don't want to put him in that environment and go. Actually, no, he might be too young for it. If he's going to keep producing at this level, at some point you have to go. Forget that age. Forget that protection. He's good enough now, and he needs to be there. Well, I
2: think because like, and we, I, I won't bore everybody. We, we had a lengthy conversation on the M1 last week about the Premier League and about how it, how it should be seen and what the selection yeah. criteria. But what I what I do think is I think the format of Premier League matches very much suits Josh Rock's game.
1: Yeah,
2: I think he is a player, and 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 we've seen players that have deserved to be in the Premier League and got in it, but their their style of play and their game and the format doesn't suit them compared to the players they meet every week. I think that format suits Josh Rock's game probably better than most other formats that, that he's going to get involved in over the course of the season. Um, you know, to turn up on a night, one-on-one, shoot out against somebody else over that short form, I think, is is, is perfect. And, and that's one of the reasons why I think he will end up reading the competition if he has a run through here. Um, the, the biggest question for me, I don't think we're going to see... Well, I don't think we're going to see a great deal in terms of big level step up in this next game from Josh Rock. Um, I think he'll continue to progress through the tournament. We might see a couple of points on his average. um, What I'm really interested to see is how many 140s we see from Johnny Clayton. And I think that is the key to that game. I think if Johnny Clayton can start hitting 140s consistently, the way that we he has done in TV tournaments and in big matches, in big important matches when the pressure's on, that's when we'll really see. that no, we'll really see a proper game. The, you know, at the minute, if they both turn up at the level they've both been playing, Josh Rock will probably, you know, serve that. He'll probably win four or two. Um, if Johnny can find somewhere near the game that we've seen from him in big TV tournaments in recent years, he could start rattling in one forties early doors, we're in for a proper game, I think.
1: We are indeed. Let's then hear from the ferret in his post-match press conference. Probably on the averages today, yeah, maybe, but who knows? Mike in a game. I was going
2: to say, you, you play this underdog tag well, so would you, would you like to go in the underdog? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Definitely. I play better as an underdog. What a Under- weird set of circumstances that we have here <laughs> <Thanks. laughs>
1: <laughs> Premier, League- so Premier League champion two years ago, picked up four major titles, won the Premier League phase this year, yeah. beaten in the semi-finals, and he's itching to be an underdog against the 20-year-old World Youth champion because yeah. it suits him better.
2: It's wacky, isn't it? Like, but, but but we do see that. Like, There's... There's a lot. The problem is half of the top 32 want to be underdogs
1: and they can't because they're all in the
2: top 32.
1: Aspen well, all sl- relishes it. Wade loves it. You look at my and I go, I it's don't it's, want to be favourite for this. I want you to be favourite. I want you, you, you to can't. be yeah, slagging yeah. me off. Wade Marder or whoever else they want to call out for it. Who... Nine times out of ten, hasn't actually done anything wrong, by the way. Actually, no. It wasn't a pop-up Wayne. That was just the example to be used. Gary Anderson's another who loves a go-at Wayne model, even if he said absolutely nothing about <laughs> it. Nothing. Just because they want somebody to say something. The New England Patriots are one of the most successful NFL teams ever in the last 20 years with the amount of Super Bowls they won. And every single time they're sat there going, nobody thought we could do this. You've just won seven Drove seven Lombardies in the last 20 yeah, years. He's right. <laughs> the rest, boys. We're not buying it anymore, sort no, of thing. And, and, and some yeah, of these, yeah. I think, are pretty similar as well. Um, on to the other contender for game of the day. I think uh, to open the afternoon session, not sure many would have picked this out as, as game of the day yeah, at the start of the day, absolutely. given the, the, the amount of players and, and quality and the seedings involved. But Jim Williams versus Gabriel Clemens was sensational.
2: Yeah, what, what, a, like, just everything we love about this, about this tournament and about set play and about, about just players that are, like, let's be honest, that you, you couldn't split them in terms of the, like, in terms of their approach to that game. It, it swung so many times backwards and forwards as to, who looked the most likely, and sometimes the person that looked the most likely wasn't in the lead. It was—it was just such a wonderful demonstration of how how much fun set play can be to watch, and what like a, that was a proper battle, like a really like dig in the trenches, hold your nerve. And um, again, I was—I was surprised. I didn't think um, Gabe Clemens would come. My fifty pence was on Jim Williams today, and there was times of that match where I, I was already. I was already spending my winnings. Um, but I mean, top performance from, from Clemens, really, really good. Um, showed a lot that I didn't think he had, just in terms of nerve, and the composure that, that he showed up there against it. Faced match starts, came back. Um, Jim Williams, I think, will take a lot from it. From that game, even though he didn't win that game, um, I think he'll take a lot from the performance. Um, I think we will take a lot from the way that he went out and the game that he played, you know, mismatched darts, but not the end of the world, really. Um, Really thoroughly enjoyable game, though. Really, really good.
1: Uh, I guess the way to sum this one up is that the criticism that we have of each player didn't exist today. Clemens we're like, where's his A game on TV? Needs to be better on the outer ring. Firing the maximums like we've seen him do on a pro tour. Jim Williams... I guess the criticism of him sometimes is that he's a little bit timid. That just wasn't there. They, they just got on nice. with the game. They both produced in the key moments. Clemens, the 157, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, look, when you look down the numbers again, which is what we like to do at this point of the, of the show as well 39 tonnes for Jim Williams compared to Clemens, 32. He's outscored him on the 140s 25, 24. He's thrown one less 180 at him. Both had two tonne plus checkouts. He's got fit 65% on the checkouts. For Jim Williams, he's averaged ninety-eight, hit sixty-five percent of his doubles, and won the same amount of legs as his opponent, with fourteen less attempts at double than Clement, and has come out a loser in this match. Like that, only can happen in set play. Yeah, and that's
2: that's why you know that's why, like I said, it was it was a perfect example of, of what set play is about, how it how it works, and about those key moments that made the biggest difference in in. In in the way the match is structured. But well, that is why I think I think that Williams will take a lot from it, because he did play incredibly well. He played really, really well on Telly. Um, and, and that is what we want to see more of from him in the PDC. We want to see him play play more on Telly. Um, yeah, just smashing that like, Really, really good, really good game. But but brilliant from Clemens as well, because he was completely out of that game at one point. There was a point where he looked completely dead and buried and just came back and 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 did a tough well came back from a really tough situation and did a
1: great job got the same goatee as the undertaker as well back from the dead uh jack says can yes. gabriel win again i think as the honest, i presume in this tournament and i keep going deeper we'll run into uh either suits or danny yeah. noper in the next He's round the i mean if this level Gabriel Clemens turns up, not only can he win again, he can keep on winning. Yeah, This 97 Absolutely. average, 40% on the doubles, will take you far in this tournament if you can produce it at the right moments, which he's done here against a very, very good Jim Williams. Uh, yeah, Up next, Danny Nopper or Alan Suter potentially go in Price, Ryan Searle or Jose de Sousa after that. But if this level of Clemens keeps turning up, he has a real chance because this is back-to-back very, very solid performances. The other against Willie O'Connor, who was tipped to be... well. Look, when we first saw this World Championship draw, we identified the fact that there was excitement around Bo Greaves who was playing Willie O'Connor, but not just because she was playing Willie O'Connor, because Gabrielle Clemens was identified as one of the 32 seeds that you wanted to have a cracker on TV. Yeah. He's proving everybody wrong right now.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... Like, he really has, because, he, you know, he was, of those 32 seeds, um, I, can't, I think I think he got an honourable mention from me as the seeds in danger. Um, it wasn't really so much to do with his draw, more his own ability on television to, to post a big performance. Um, I do think, in terms of the draw, like, there's going to be a really interesting semi-finalist, potentially, from that section of the draw. Um, really interesting.
0: That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: It could indeed. Let's then in hear from the German giant and see, I'd say, after his win over Jim Williams.
2: It's, it's hard. Uh, normally, uh, I must uh, take the 3-1. The, the three, three then you go in the in the break with uh, two2 two. it's uh, it's hard and then he, he make the break and I'm uh, three 3-2 ta- three down and uh, to two zero down and uh, then you have uh, nothing to lose and uh, you you must uh,
1: put your chances and this time I make it. It's Scary how much that that nothing to lose can just free up a player completely. Just go right, I'm just gonna chuck, and it it comes off. It's when it switches back from nothing to lose to hang about. Am I actually about to pull this off that the players have to manage that? that, It went
2: to the wire. Um, really, like really cool, Superb game.
1: Also, I I I absolutely hate Cam if he's watching, but I cannot not look at Gabriel Clemens and think Al from Al's Toy Barn in Toy Story. It's just 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 get you that one.
2: Oh, see the what we have in our house, the kids all laugh if he gets interviewed because they think he sounds like the, um, the three little pigs from Shrek.
1: Yeah, I'll go with that. That's exactly <laughs> where I was going go. uh, to go. <laughs> <laughs> on to the penultimate game of the evening. And despite the fact he had lost to Raymond van Barneveld in their last six straight meetings, I believe, uh, Gerwin Price gets the job done over the former five-time champion of the world in pretty convincing fashion, Dan. Straight sets victory for the Iceman. Could he be lifting the Sid Waddell in front of fans for the first time? Ooh, I mean, maybe. I, I don't... Like,
2: if I'm, if I'm completely honest, I, I'm just... Like, I think the message I sent to you lot, like, like, just anti-climax. Like, Price was dominant. But let's be honest, that wasn't, like, proper Gezi Price. Like... I don't think you know I don't think he's I don't think he's hitting gesi he price levels at, at the moment. Um, I thought he played well. Um, with nothing coming back at him. Uh, yeah. I, and the game for me whilst it was, you know, potentially potentially soon to be world number 1 again if he can depend on what he can do. Um I just, it was just anti for me. I, 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 I think we'd all been built, it was probably Sky's fault for all of those you know, preparation, um, eye dents, and, and promotional packages we had to watch the last week about Barney and Price. But um, just a bit underwhelming. Like, and yeah, you know, I guess he put a, a, a good performance in. But, but that's for me what it was. It, it was a good performance um, with very little coming back. We saw very, very little snippets. I mean the 147, um the one four seven, it just gives you little bit, little glimmers from Barney, but well, that's for me that's all we saw tonight was was glimmers. Um professional performance from Gesi got the job done, but a bit underwhelming.
1: Do we think that was deliberate on Price's part? Like, you can't massively influence the level of Barney that's going to arrive on the hockey to start with, but you get the first set done. I don't feel like there was too much emotion from Gezi tonight. We saw the odd moment, but I don't think he wanted to fire Raymond up, given the way that their last couple of games have gone, the big comeback. There's still a little bit of scar in there, so to just keep it calm, just get the job done, get over the line, earn himself 20 more attempts at double. It was all just a little bit easy paced for Gezi, but that probably suited him given their history on TV. Yeah,
2: a professional performance And 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 if I'm honest, I think Probably the thing that he did best tonight, which he doesn't generally do particularly well, was exactly what you say there. Is he did keep himself very measured, controlled himself very well, didn't start screaming and shouting at the, at the most mundane of checkouts um, when they weren't particularly important, which you've seen from in the past. It, it, yeah, it was it was all right in terms of en- entertainment. You know, very, like, highlight news in, in sense Barney's gone out. Price. Moves on to the next round, but you know, for the viewing public, bit
1: bit drab, bit drab indeed. Let's see what he had to say in his post-match press conference.
2: Yeah, obviously, I, I just wanted to win. I wanted to get to the last sixteen of this tournament first and foremost. But yeah, I wanted to just get a win over Raymond, so he can just you know zip it a little bit and not keep talking how many times he beat me on TV. I, I don't think he had been on the TV on any TV events for for the last couple of years, so it's pretty difficult to beat him if he's not there, but every time, obviously, Premier League, I think I was up six, five, six, whatever it was, and he came back and drew and things like that, but, you know, I think he played me when I was just starting, so, two, three years ago, but, yeah, when I'm at my game, I I think he knows that that I'm going to beat him.
1: Match, drab, interview... Not really, but that's not really (laughs) Gezi's style either, is it? Reverend is what
2: I'll go with
1: on that one. Uh, On to the final match of the evening. As if there hadn't been enough drama at Alexandria Palace on our return to darts following the Christmas break, uh, the reign of Peter Wright as world champion in the PDC is over for a second time. The Scott is beaten pretty comfortably 4-1 by the Belgian Kim Hybrex What a day for Belgium darts, by the way. Dimi already progressing and then Kim hybrex getting a job done over Peter Wright. Um, I don't even know where to start with this one, Dan. It wasn't the level that we expected from Wright. It was a little bit scrappy from both at times, but Kim Hybrex much like players earlier on in the day, the, the Johnny Clayton performance, just had his number. He it, it, it
2: did. And what and, uh, I give... Kim Hybrid's had a, a little bit more credit than, than I will give to those that came through in those circumstances earlier. Because again, you know, I think that was exactly how that how that game was. They weren't a mile apart from each other in terms of the levels that, you know, their averages were within point two of a percent, I think. You know, they, they were they, they they didn't blow each other away at, at all. Hybrids did the right things at the right time and 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 he and he executed what he needed to do. But Peter Wright Completely, just didn't turn up tonight for me. Um, it was it was an absolute mile away from what we normally would expect. But hybrids, I think, in terms of the challenge I mentioned about what he did different to everybody else, is he did it against the defending world champion amongst all of the pomp and circumstance that goes along with Peter Wright. And it goes along with everyone in Ali Pali singing Peter Wright, Peter Wright. And it goes with his entrance and it goes with him dancing up and down the stage and all that stuff and distraction that comes along with the fact that you're playing the defending champion and it's Peter Wright. So I give I give Kim rabbits a great deal of credit for amongst all of that chaos and, and playing the defending champion. Just being able to stick to the task at hand, and and did some of the stuff he did was was superb in in that in that game. Um, you know the the highest checkout he posted was a hundred. That hundred was brilliant because because there was pressure on it, and if he didn't do it, it so what hybrids did. I think he defended very well because whilst Peter played a stinker for Peter, he didn't play a stinker in terms of professional darts. He did all right. wasn't It wasn't a complete disaster. He turned up and posted a 91 average. He, he was all right. Yeah. But Kim Iris was under pressure, and he took out checkouts under pressure, and he took out doubles under pressure, and he kept pace with one of the best scorers in darts on his game. Peter Wright was just Peter Wright, wasn't he? I, I, I text around predicted uh, Peter Wright changes his darts within the next 10 minutes. Yeah. And it happened within three minutes. And then and it, there we go, changed the darts. Then he changed the darts back. And then as soon as he changed them back, I thought,
1: oh, we're done. And then he changed again. And then he changed shape a little bit. And, and, well, and I guess that's concerning, actually. Like you said, dealing with a Peter Wright performance and everything that goes on with it with the walk-on and the crowd, etc. Yeah. Being a player stood behind Peter Wright, when he does start chopping and changing with his darts, must be a little bit distracting as well because if you that's look it. up at the that's board it. and think, "Hang that's on, when's he done that behind me again? Yeah. Why is he doing that? He, he just won a leg. Why is he chopped back to this?" You must start thinking about Peter's game as well as, as somebody stood behind it as much as the fans and as much as us at home and as much as everybody else does it. That cannot be easy to block Absolutely. out. And, that's, and I do think that's and that's why,
2: as I say, it was a very similar performance from Kim Harvick than we've than we've seen from other other players today. Um, especially in those other four-one finishes, but but I do give him extra credit because it is Peter Wright on a, on a stage at Ali Pali is a circus, and it is a circus, and and just the way Peter Wright is on stage is a bit of a circus. So I think to be able to hold it and do those key, you know, come out on top in those key moments amongst that circus and despite of it is 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 really admirable. Um, you know, I was, I sent a, I sent a selfie of of me and Kim Hybrids around a, a group chat at one all and said, There's like, there's my prediction. And and Peter didn't get another set after that. He just, yeah, he fell apart, I think.
1: Scotland fans, you know where to send your hate. No, I'm joking. Definitely don't do that. Um, we need to talk about Peter, right? Though, because this is the second time he has failed to get beyond the third round as defending champion. Look, winning two world titles is, is not a walk in the park. Let's not write off completely. But there's something being a little bit different about Peter this year. He's had health problems himself. We've seen health issues with Joe, and we hope that, that she's all better now, which is back at the hospital, etc. Um, his mind just didn't seem to be on darts an awful lot this year obviously we missed him from the world series at times he's had a big big gap between round one and round two here which potentially doesn't suit him we've, we've seen that before it's the second yeah. he's mm-hmm. fallen in the same position basically you sneak through that first round have a big break and he comes back with different darts and he's chopping and changing and whatever but look there was a conversation two months ago that Peter Wright goes on to win this, dominates as world well, number one, and opens up a massive, massive gap. Now, are we a little bit concerned about how much he could fall, or is he another that loves the the underdog tag a little bit more? And this will be a kick up the backside to push on and go again. Because let's not forget, by the way, Peter Wright's not getting any younger here.
2: I'm not. I'm not sure what I. Th- I tell you what I think is Premier League aside. Let's see where he's at in the summer. Uh, let's see what we see from him. You know, UK Open. Uh, let's see what he's. You know, at early part of the season. Um, see what he's like on tour, because we're going to see a lot of players' championship events that, that Peter is generally turns up to and is consistently good at. Um, and let's see where his game at. But he, he's he's going to go into the back end of the year defending money. Yeah, big money. Like this front, you know. At the minute, like he, he wasn't really, you know, he he might lose his number one spot. But it, you know, if if one of the other top four win wins the world championships, he'll lose his number one spot.
0: Yeah.
1: If someone
2: else wins it, he won't. He'll go into the new year as as as, as number one still. Um. But once we get once we get the summer out of the way and we head into the back half of the season, he's going to be defending a big pile of money. Um. And if his game is not clicking by then, then we could really see some damage done in terms of, of in terms of his ranking.
1: We could. The damage was done by Kim Hybrex this evening. Let's hear from the Hurricane in this post-match press conference. Um, it's one of the biggest wins. Not one of my best wins, but it's one of the biggest wins, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, the world makes your makes your season. Um, if you had a terrible season and you, you have a good world championships, quarterfinals, semifinals, doesn't matter... It just makes up for everything. Um, And the other way around as well, you can have a brilliant season and you can lose the first or the second round. It ruins your season, mentally-wise. So the World Championships is the biggest tournament of the year, no matter what anyone says. um, Peter Wright's one of the best players, he's won majors, but this game ruins his season and and World Championships is massive. See the booting, (laughs) Kim? Yeah, that put out Milan is a bit like, actually... (laughs) Everything you said up until that point is, is bang on, yeah? Big game for you, yeah? yeah, yeah I'm but I'm just, right. Sorry, though. I've just ruined <laughs> Peter Wright's <season. laughs> yeah, I, I like the way that Kim talks and I like the way he comes across. So he's been around a long time. Let's not forget he was a Premier League player a, a decade ago and, and everything else that comes with that as well. So I, I think he spoke pretty well there, pretty comfortably, until he did decide to just stick the boot in on Peter Wright. Um, you know what time it is now, folks? The prediction time reminder best of seven is what we are looking for throughout. I'll try and read out as many from the chat room as possible. I appreciate there's plenty of you watching this evening, though, and at some point we might just have to move on. But we'll see how we go. Uh, Dan, straight to you then for the first one. Ryan Sell versus Jose de Sousa.
2: This will be a Ryan Sell victory. And he will win 4-2.
1: Interesting. I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to say Jose de Sousa. Beats Ryan Searle, four two. Uh, who did he beat in the last round? Who? Jose. Scroll it, Simon Whitlock. Oh, it wasn't pretty, was it? Yeah. Oh, oh, why have I done that? Oh, oh, I'm still going with it. I've said, I've said it now. That's it. Good on you. I don't know why, but I've said it. I've, I've gone with it. Uh, Harry's got sell for three. As is Jesus has got sell for two, though. Uh, Lee's got sell for three. Well, there's a lot of sell. There aren't that many is... people back in De Souza for... What a lot of wisdom in this chat room tonight. Yeah, a lot of people going against me. Adam's got sell for two. Jack's got sell for three. Kieran's got sell for three. Daniel's gone with me. He's got four three De Souza, which would be fantastic if you weren't a Chelsea fan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really. yeah, not good. Uh, on to the second match of the afternoon and it is Danny Nopper against Alan Suter. This one could be a really good watch.
2: I think this will be the game of the day. There's my prediction. Um, and I think it's going to be Alan Suter
1: 4-3. Ooh. Oh. I disagree with you again, Dan. This is this doesn't normally happen on this show. <laughs> It's good fun. (laughs) I'm going to go Danny Nopper. I I think he just went through the motion a little bit in round two. But in terms of performers this year, Danny Nopper has been right up there for me. And as good as Suits has been the last few months, that resurgence, he's been working an awful lot over this break. Don't know how much practice he's actually been able to put in. I'm going with the Dutchman. I just think there's something about Danny Nopper right now that just, I just don't want to play him. That's all don't
2: forget the i, I know it's I, I know we've we've talked about well he played today but we've talked about in the past where you would target your route through you know the winner players gabe clemens for a spot in the semi-final that's an incentive isn't it
1: yeah quarter sorry yeah uh predictions from the chat room jack's got nop at 4-2 tommy's got nop at 4-3 uh, Preston's jumping in on heavy metal four two from the previous one. H uh, J V's got Noppy four three. Jesus got the same. Uh, Harry's got nopp at four two. Hinch, Adam's got nopp at four one. Lee's got nopp at four three. Bob nopp at four two. Kieran nopp at four two. Uh, Sam saying suit to the surprise. Uh, Joe's got nopp at four two. Preston's got suits four three. Uh, Aaron's got nopp at four one. Um, and Jamie says Noppy wins last leg decider. So we're one each, but the chat room agreeing with us. Dan, let's see how we round out the afternoon session. The Flying Scotsman Gary Anderson against Chris Dobie. I don't even want to watch this game because I want them both to win. Like ideally, four all, and they both go through. But like, that's the idea. <laughs> as as Mister from the North in the group that you are. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I can't, yeah, exactly, I can I can only do one thing, unfortunately, and I apologise to, to to Mr. Anderson for this, but I'm gonna go four two, Chris Dolby.
1: I'm gonna disagree with you again. It's, it's the Alex, it's the Alexandra Palace, yeah,
0: it's and so it's so
1: Gary good. Anderson. His record in that building is just ridiculous. And there were enough signs in that previous round. I am fearful of the 98-99 the average from Chris Dobie, Rocks up 40% on the doubles. Blows Gary away. And that doesn't make the most of it in this tournament. That is that is my one... Like you said, I I, I like both of these two as players. I like both of these two as, as people. My my worry here is that if Chris Dobie is going to be the one to blow Gary Anderson out of this tournament once again, then he needs to do something with it in the rest of the tournament. Oh, I agree.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is... In, in a way, like Dolby's one of those players that, like, I think we, everybody, if you watch him enough, you know he's got something. There is a, there is a real spark in there, a, a potential. But what, we, for a long time now, we just haven't seen that all click and him really kicking into gear. Could fingers, crossed, no, could be in Gary Anderson in the World Championships. At Alexandra Palace, be the trigger that that kicks that gear on, that gives him that boost, gives him that I genuinely hope that there it is. Um, because, but, but either way, I'll be, I'll be a happy man because I'll either be supporting a Chris Durby that's overcome Gary Anderson in in fantastic fashion, or like Gary Anderson is on it, and he and and we're, we're you know. We, we could be back in Dreamland again. Gary
1: Ellis yeah. is on it and on a collision course for a, a Rob Cross or Mervyn King this, or 16 it, it's, 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 and a, a Michael Van Gerwen quarterfinal in the World it, Championships. There are no losers in there. Are no losers here in this in this entire part of the draw. I think the only way that darts loses is if Sulovic causes an upset on Van and I don't mean that. Right, I just right. think in terms of in terms oh. of watching people. Like, even Mervyn King isn't his best, but he's watchable because he's got antics on stage. Like, yeah. not the most watchable, but if he does beat Rob Cross, it isn't the biggest loss. If, if we see Mensoor yeah. beat Michael Van Gogh and start taking the pace out of a game against Dirk van Dijvenberg or Ross Smith or, or et cetera, it just makes viewing more difficult. Whilst fantastic for and you're not blaming anybody for the way they play. Uh, predictions in the chat room from this one. Tommy's got Dobie 4-2. G's got Gary 4-3. Harry's got Anderson 4-1. Uh, Lee's got 4-2 for Gando. Uh, Kieran's got Doby 4-3. Jamie's got draw. You're not allowed that. Get off the fence. Them are the rules. Uh, Preston's got Doby 4-3. HV Gary, 4-2. Bob's got Gando, 4-3. Adam's got Doby 4-3. Uh, Daniel's got Gary, 4-2. Uh, Anderson Dobie had an epic here a few years ago, didn't they? Ando wins in second gear, 4-2. Wasn't that the match player? Have I made that one up? Uh yeah. Maybe
2: it, Maybe
1: it was a watch. Wasn't it was a watch. Was it? I'll be honest, mate. I don't remember yesterday right now. Uh Gary asking. 4 2 depends on Gary, says Jack. Uh Aaron says Gary to make a statement 4 2. He will own the double 20 bed. And Jack says, come on, Gary. Uh on two. Uh lost my page. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh the evening session. wow, what a game this is to respond. Uh Joe Cullen taking on Damon Hetter.
2: Four one, Joe Cullen. Too much, I think. Um, we we've. I, I'm not going to bore everybody with endless conversation about Damon Hetter on the telly because he he was great on the telly. That's where <laughs> he was great. Um yeah, I just I just think I just think it, yeah, Cullen's just a bit of a level above um, in terms of big match, big crowd, really positive experience from Cullen. Being in the Premier League, in terms of those big moments, big crowds, everybody excited, and um, I just, th- I just think he'll keep his composure and, and, and close it out relatively quickly.
1: Oh, I'm going to agree. I think the scoreline's a little bit more, a little bit closer, uh, but I am going to back Joe Cullen. I just think look, we, we keep saying this. Damon Hettar has a superb seal into his game on the floor and on the tour in general this year he has been exceptional but in front of the cameras he has faulted a little bit and even if he doesn't quite get there or, or does get there Joe Cullen has the best win percentage from worst performances on tour this year he, he's one with a lower average more of everybody more than anybody else on tour that we normally associate with Wadey and stealing that when Joe Cullen has learned to win with his B game, that makes a player dangerous. And Joe Cullen's done that a lot more. Than that's him. exactly what, yeah, you know, that's what
2: people. really, that's what got him into the Premier League in, in, in yeah. a sense. Because that's what got him through those tournaments and got him deep in those tournaments. Was just that B game clicking and, and, and being able to get over the
1: line with it. Yeah. Uh, predictions from the chat room. Tommy's got header for three. G's got Cullen four two. As is Harry. Excuse me, it's a pair of 4 3 predictions in Heta's favour of HDV and Jack, although Lee has gone the opposite way with Cullen 4 3. Bob's got Heta 4 2. Uh, Adam's got Heta just 4 3 tiebreak last set. Uh, Kieran's got Cullen 4 2. Uh, Joe says Anderson Dobie was 2018 19 World Championships. Ooh.
2: It was
1: don't remember yesterday. Phil Bars is in. Ooh, Who on earth is that? Yeah. Uh, Joe's got Cullen for two. Bars, has got Joe for two as well. If you've got time to get involved in the chat room, Philip, you should be doing more work. Uh, on to the penultimate game of the day. And it yeah, is yeah. Michael Van Gerwen against Mensor Sulovic. Uh, there are an awful lot of people that have Michael Van Gerwen as favourite for the title still right now. This will be good to see. I think in terms of getting back into the tournament, he was comfortable pre-Christmas. It's if he settles straight in with a big performance against Ben Sulilovich right now. I think his odds shorten even more. Does it come
2: for me? Anything that isn't four-nil MVG will be surprising. I can't see anything other than four-nil MVG as well. Um, yeah, who, who knows? But I, I just think too much. Too much, too up for it. Peter going out tonight. Like I think, I think you cannot overstate what Peter going out tonight will do to the performance of a Michael Van Gogh in, who's coming on to the stage less than twenty-four hours after that. Um, I, I just think it's a very, very comfortable 4 0 MVG.
1: But well, Gesi winning four-nil as well. But with Extra gears needed in the performance level. If if Van Gerven comes out and, and averages over a ton again in back-to-back rounds of the World Championship, it, it is statement sent, isn't it? So it's, it, it
2: needs to be statement. You know, but but Peter going out, Guess he winning four 0 Josh Rock winning, like Michael Van Gerven is going to want to put on a Michael Van Gerven performance tomorrow, and he's not going to want to do right things at the right time. He doesn't want to get through it. He wants to absolutely smash that game to bits four 0 and and and. There are players that would fight back against that. And I don't think at this moment in time, Menter is one of them. I just think it happens. I just think he steamrolls it. I'm
1: going to give Mentor a set, though. I'm going to say 4-1. I just think the pace at some point might throw, Michael, is, is what I'm going with that one. Uh, HTV's got 4-0 MVG. Tommy's got MVG 4-1. G's got MVG 4-1 as well. Harry's got 4-3 Van Gerwen. Daniel's got 4-0 MVG. Uh, Adam says MVG easy 4-0. Bob's got 4-1. Uh, MVG Barzi's got four nil. Mensor, surely not. Has he been hacked? No, he's just written four nil, and I'm just going to attribute it how I want. I, sure, I, I assumed he meant Sulovic. yeah. Be mental, but everyone else, look, everyone else can see that, can't it? Phil's just written four nil. Yes, hasn't said yeah. who, so we presume it's a mensor. Uh, Jack's yeah. got MVG four one. Uh, Joe's got MVG wins four zip. Easy work. Um, MVG still struggle on the doubles can't win it 4-2 over Mentor. Uh Preston's got MVG 4-0 uh, Gentle does his head in and wins 4-3 at Snail's pace, just pinch your wow. legs MVG gets more legs What? What? I love some of the predictions we get in here, superb uh, from you guys as we close out the evening and the show and everything else that goes with well. if that happens, I'll
2: take you to I'll pay for I'll, pay, I'll I'll pay for your train. You can come up here, I'll take you out for a palmo
1: if that happens. Please. I'm itching for a I'm parmo. <laughs> got no other reason to visit Newcastle other than to just have a parmo, but I'm itching for a <laughs> parmo. <laughs> uh, the final game of the day and the final game we're going to look ahead to is Michael Smith against Martin Schindler. I think Michael Smith's involvement in this tournament has been passed over a little bit right now. Ah, he just got, got the job done in the first I round. Mean- All the talk is on Van Gerwen, Price, Wright, etc. But uh, winning this tournament for Michael Smith can launch him to world number one. It can the also. One
2: thing that happened about Michael Smith winning a tournament was that Sky are no longer using the John Cena "My Time Is Now" eye-dense, which were I was <laughs> completely fallen in love with. I like, mean, having, having, having a little bit of John Cena mixed in with some Michael Smith was like absolutely brilliant. <laughs> And, and I'm devastated that, that seems to have disappeared. But no, he, uh, we and, and I, I don't know if that's a good thing because, like, let's be honest. Every major tournament for the last two years, we've talked loads. We've talked on on, the, on these streams about Michael Smith. We've hardly mentioned him.
1: No, Sky aren't mentioning him. Nobody's talking about Michael Smith. But, Do you but think he, that suits him? Because I've, when he's gone deep to finals earlier in the year. Yeah. There's been a couple of times we've actually passed over him. It's been, right, this is the chance for right MVG or Price to send a statement and, and build that thing over there. Oh, Michael Smith's in the final again. Yeah. Do we I, think that Josh Rock, Rock hype and everything else for Michael yeah. Smith in a quarter that is... Let me Peter just... right going out,
2: Gezi beating Barley 4-0. Whatever MVG does tomorrow, Josh Rock being in, they are all, in my opinion, amazing things for Michael Smith. Yeah. Because... Because whilst I miss that John Cena lovely, beautiful video package with Michael Smith, I don't think Michael Smith does. I don't no. think Michael Smith misses that one bit. And I think he's happy to just keep turning up and winning the arts matches. I will it's think stable. about that when
1: it comes along. It's, it's almost a staple, isn't it? Like the Chizzy Rascal, uh, Dizzy Rascal bling necklace yeah. that's kind of roll out occasionally. Um, my prediction for this one, I'm going to go 4-2 Smith. I think Shinda's playing well. I think there's there's opportunity to to take a couple of sets, but I do expect Michael Smith to get over the line in those moments. Uh, predictions from the chat room in this one. I'm going to say Happy Christmas to you as well, Colin. Uh, thanks for the wishes for 2023 to myself and to you, Dan. Uh, Tommy's got Smith 4-0. g has got Bully Boy 4-0 as well. Preston's got 4-1. Uh, Lee's got Michael Smith 4-2. HCV exactly the same. Harry's got Smith 4-0. Bob's got Schindler 4-3, the first to go that way. Colin's got Michael Smith 4-3. Jack's got Smith 4-1. Uh, Adam has got Smith 4-3. Schindler playing well at the minute. Uh, Jack's got Smith 4-2. As is Joe, 180 Festo could well be. Um, Aaron says Michael Smith the most talented player on the tour can only beat himself beats the wall for one and that pretty much wraps up tonight's show somehow we've spoken for even longer than we managed to for any other night together Dan in two less matches to discuss and two less matches to preview which is just just how it goes sometimes isn't it high high quality content provide we'll leave that for everyone else to judge we just turn up and <laughs> nonsense at silly o'clock in the morning uh, a big thank you to everybody for joining us on tonight's show and if you're listening back to this as a podcast we really do appreciate all of your support throughout the PDC World Darts Championship so far if you haven't done so already please do hit that like button and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on any of our content including all of the the interviews in full that we've played your clips of throughout tonight's show. A big thank you to Betfred for sponsoring all of our coverage throughout the PDC World Dutch Championship, to everybody in the chat room for getting involved this evening, including you, Phil Bars, and to Dan for joining me on tonight's show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, similar time once the action's finished for the Fallout Bar, uh, so you know exactly where to be. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you very, very soon.